Bavakama, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Aleph, 4-1. The Mishnah discusses more about calculations as far as how we collect from a short tam um, that gores multiple times. So we're going to discuss the topic of Megufo, um, the limitation that comes from the cow only, the owner of the cow only be liable up to the value of the cow. Um, now, to understand this Mishnah, really, we're going to re- revisit a topic we touched very briefly back at the end of the third Perik, Mishnah Test 3-9. Uh, where we had this machlok between Rabbi Kiv and Rabbi Yishmael regarding the nature of the claim that the nizak has on the mazik's cow. And uh, basically the question is, is the nizak, the damaged party, is he considered just a generic balchov, a generic creditor, to whom the mazik, the owner of the cow, owes money, and the cow just serves as like a, a collateral, um, and it's sort of maxed out in terms of the value of the total cow, but the point is it's a, it just collateralizes the obligation. Or is it that the the nizak, the victim, uh, becomes automatically like a partner in the cow? He owns like equity, if you will. He owns a portion of the cow itself directly, automatically. Um, and a big difference would be the liability that happens if the cow should go and damage further. Meaning, if the owner of the cow um, remains the sole owner because he's just uh, uh, just a, essentially a debtor to the victim, the nizak, so then he bears full responsibility for the cow if it gores a second time. Whereas if the nizak, the damaged party, is becomes a shutaf, becomes a, a joint owner, a partner in the cow itself, so then he also shares with the liability of the cow if the cow goes and damage a second time. So now um, the first nizak is now partially responsible. I think to understand the difference here, if it's not intuitive, and it may not be intuitive at all, um, is to understand what I think, I know my kids uh, misunderstand how a uh, mortgage from the bank works. You know, if I buy my house for $100,000 and I borrow 50000 from the bank as a mortgage, so I think many people think that means that the bank um, actually owns half of my house. Until I pay it off, the bank owns part of my house, um, which would make me and the bank, so to speak, partners, shutafim, in my home. And if that would be the case, if my home would fall over, and crush my neighbor's home, so then the victim, my extra neighbor, might turn to not just me, but to the bank and say, listen, bank, you also own that house. You have to help, you have to compensate me for, for the damage that your house caused to me. That actually is not true at all. What actually is happening is that when I borrow money from the bank as a mortgage, so I become, the bank lends me $50,000, I'm the sole only owner of my home, but I owe the $50,000 that I borrowed to the bank. So this is like a Balchov relationship. Um, it's just that if I fail to pay back the bank, so then the bank has a mortgage, they can have a lien, they can foreclose, they can take possession of my home. So the home serves as collateral, okay? So the same two possibilities um, exist here regarding the, the Nizak. If the Nizak is just a Balchov, he's like the bank, and if the cow causes damage like a house falling over, what, do you, have, you have no claim on the bank if you're the neighbor who got his house ruined. Whereas if it would be true that the bank really would own half of my home, they're also half responsible, and if my home would somehow fall over and cause damage, they'd also be on the hook in terms of liability. So the question of how to relate to um, this obligation is, like I said before, Machlokasatin, Rebbe Kiva, and Rebbe Yishmael. But those two men are not mentioned in our mission at all. Instead, the two men mentioned are Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Shimon. Rebbe Meir holds like... Rebbe Yishmael, Rebbe Meir holds that the Nizak is a simply a Balchov, um, so he has no ownership in the Mazik's cow, 
if that's what caused damage. Um, whereas Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Akiva, so Rabbi Shimon holds that he is actually becomes a shutaf immediately upon um, your cow goring my cow, I become like a owner in your cow to the proportion that is um, how much you owe me in terms of my chatinezik, the damage that I'm, I, I can collect from you. Okay? Now, the Mishnah has one other portion, the, one other issue, which is not at all explicit, um, but it makes it rather confusing. What happens is that our Mishnah, the, the first case, is where after Mr. A's cow gores Mr. B's cow, Mr. B, even if Mr. B is just simply a balchov, so he would have no obligations if then the cow would go and gore Mr. C's cow, um, the actual case for a Mishnah is what happens if Mr. B seizes Mr. A's cow as collateral. So he, he, he takes it. He takes the cow, even though he wasn't entitled to do so necessarily. He, he, he claimed it. He grabbed it. So now, oh, that's the case of our mission, the first half of the mission. That's Rebbe, the scenario that uh, Rebbe Mayer is giving the halacha regarding. It doesn't say explicitly in the mission, but that's the case of our Mishnah. And once Mr. B seizes Mr. A's cow as collateral, so now he becomes a shomer sacher. He becomes a custodian of the cow. He's responsible for the cow. So when the cow now goes... It's owned by Mr. A, but Mr. B is responsible because he became the shomer, the custodian. So when the cow now goes and gores Mr. C's cow, who's liable? The answer is Mr. B, because since he was obligated to guard the cow, he made himself a shomer. So now the liability, the person whom, from whom Mr. C claims, is Mr. B, not Mr. A. Okay. If Mr. B hadn't taken Mr. A's cow as collateral so that he wouldn't be a shomer, then Mr. C would have a claim on Mr. A also. So if it wouldn't be that anyone's grabbing anyone else's cow as collateral, according to Rebbe Meir, according to who holds like Rebbe Shmuel, who holds that the Nizak, the damaged party, is simply a balchov, he's just like a debtor, what would happen is, let's say all the cows are worth 200, and after the dead they're worth nothing, so Mr. A's cow kills Mr. B's cow, so Mr. B is now entitled to Chatinezek, 100, and if then, before he can collect, Mr. A's cow goes and collects, kills Mr. C's cow, so then Mr. C's also entitled to Chatinizik, that's another 100. You get the other 100 from Mr. A, and Mr. A essentially would have to sell his cow, get the 200, and give 100 to each Mr. B and Mr. C. Okay? Um, but our scenario is not like that. Our scenario that the mission is considering is what happens if they're all worth 200, then Mr. A's cow gores Mr. B, and then before Mr. A pays Mr. B, Mr. B seizes the cow as collateral, He's like foreclosing on the house, so to speak. And he says, Mr. A, you can have your cow back when you pay me the 100 that you owe me. And while Mr. B is supposedly in charge and responsible as the shomer, as the custodian, as the guardian, so then the cow that he's supposed to be watching goes and kills Mr. C's cow. So Mr. C will now turn to Mr. B and say, listen, you are the custodian, you're responsible, you need to pay me my chatzinezek, which is 100. And that being the case, the payments would be that um, the 100 that Mr. A would be given to Mr. B now flows to Mr. C. And in such a scenario, since B took control of the cow and became a shomer, the, Mr. A's cow, let's say, will be sold for 200. Mr. A will keep 100, and Mr. C will get 100, and Mr. B gets nothing because he was responsible for the damages to Mr. C. If Mr. B hadn't taken control of the cow, didn't become a shomer, didn't seize it as collateral, so then Mr. A would have to sell his cow and get the 200 and give 100 to each Mr. B and Mr. C. Okay, so that's the situation in the first part of the Mishnah. Let me show it to you inside. The Mishnah says, Shor shenagach arba v'chamisha shvarim. 
You have a cow, this is a bull, let's say, and it gores four or five other bulls. In sequence, one after the other. So in other words, cow of Mr. A gores cow of Mr. B, and then it gores cow of Mr. C, and then it gores cow of Mr. D. Okay, there's a side issue, which we're not going to discuss at all right now, um, which is, since this mission is only relevant in the context we're talking about, Magufo, um, limits to the liability of the value of the cow, that's doing the damage, and an a-, a cow that gores you know, three times now transforms normally to being what's called the Shorhamud, and therefore there is no Chatzinezek, no Magufo issue anymore. But the case of remission is that one way or, other, or another, the cow remains a Tom, and therefore it's Chatzinezek, Magufo, even for the fourth and fifth and sixth goring. Okay, how that could work? There are different ways it could work. Um, you can come up with different creative ways to keep the cow to be a Tom. I don't discuss it this second. Okay, it'll work. It can work. For example, let's say between each goring, the cow, you know, plays with little children, doesn't gore anything, or plays with other cows and doesn't gore them, or something like that. So it doesn't ever become a muad proper. Okay, so now, although the mission doesn't say this, what's happening is each person, when Mr. B loses his cow to Mr. A, the mazik, uh, Mr. B seizes Mr. A's cow, becoming a shomer. So then when that cow goes and gores Mr. C, it's Mr. B who's responsible, like I explained. The Mishnah doesn't say that, but that's the case. So that being the case, Yishalem la'achron shebehem. The payment, the Chatzinezik payment, goes to the last of them. Meaning, again, like the example I gave before, a throw with 200, and first Mr. B's cow was killed, and then Mr. C's cows were killed. So Mr. A will keep the 100, and the other 100, which he would have originally paid to Mr. B, now transfers to Mr. C, and Mr. B gets nothing. So the Achron shebehem, Mr. C, gets everything. Mr. B's going to get nothing. But if there would be left over, in other words, for example, let's say Mr. C's cow wasn't worth 200. Let's say it was only worth 100. Okay, so when his cow is now dead and worth nothing, so his chatzinezik is just 50. So that would mean that Mr. A has to pay 100 to Mr. B. Of that, 50 goes to C, and 50 stays with Mr. B. So C would get 50, B would get 50, and Mr. A would stay with 100. Okay, and if it would be if Mr. I'll do one more example to make sure it's clear. If Mr. C's cow was worth 150, and, and then it was killed and worth zero, and Mr. B was the shomer, he had seized the cow. So then, Mr. C's entitled to 75, his chatzinezek. So Mr. A would give him 75. He would give Mr. B the residual 25, and he would keep 100, and Mr. A would keep 100 for himself. Okay? Um, so then if Yeshbo Mosar, if there would be extra... Once you pay the full 75 to Mr. C, then it would go to the person before him. And if, in fact, um, we didn't have three, but let's say we had four people or five people in a row, um, each one in turn seizing the cow and becoming a shomer, and then the cow goring again, then then even like the, the person before would get paid. The Achron Achron, the last person in the chain, Niskar. He's in the best position. He profits. He gets full payment. And then everyone else just gets residual on what's left over. That's Div Reb Meir. That's Reb Meir Shita because Reb Meir is two things. I'm just repeating now. No one Reb Meir holds that the Nizak is simply a Baal Chov. But the specific case of our Mishnah is that he took control of the animal to hold it as collateral. Okay? If he hadn't taken control of the animal, he would have gotten paid back in full. Now, in contrast, Rebbe Shimon holds, like Rabbi Akiva, who holds that the Nizak becomes an automatic shutaf. Immediately, he gets his fair share, um, not as just collateral to collect from the cow, but he actually owns that portion of the cow. So, for example, if Mr. A's cow is worth 
200 and Mr. B's cow is worth 200 and A's cow kills Mr. B and the corpse is worth nothing. So then B lost 200, Chatzinezik is 100, and therefore 100 out of the 200 belongs now, 100 of the 200 cow belongs now to Mr. B. So that means Mr. B has 100 worth, Mr. A has 100 worth, and therefore they are 50-50 partners, right? Each one has 50% of the cow. And that means not just 50% of the asset, but also 50% of the liability. Meaning, if, and no one's seizing any cows here, but if Mr. A's cow, they're all worth 200. A's cow kills B, so now B automatically becomes a half owner in the cow. So then if now the same cow goes and kills Mr. C's cow, and the cow is also worth 200, now after it's been killed, it's worth zero. So now, both A and B each are on the hook to pay their fair share of the Chatzinezek. So since they're each owns half of the cow, and the Chatzinezek was 200, so Chatzinezek is 100, which means both Mr. A and Mr. B both need to pay 50 for a total of 100 to Mr. C to make him whole, which would mean in that case that you would sell the cow, get 200, 100 goes to Mr. C, and the remaining 100 is split equally between Mr. A and Mr. B, and so on. And that's what the Mishnah says inside here. It says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shor shava masayim, shnagach shor shava masayim. Cow A is worth 200, cow B is worth 200. Cow A kills Mr. Cow B, and after A kills B, the carcass is worth nothing. So then, so then Mr. A gets 100 worth of value in the cow, and Mr. B gets 100, his chatzinezek, a value in the cow. If, then, if the same cow in which they were partners before they sold it, though, goes and kills a third cow, the cow of Mr. C, and that's it was also worth 200. So then, Mr. C, no telmana, he now is entitled to chatzinezek, his half damage. It was worth 200, now it's worth zero, so he gets half that or 100. Vishalafanov, as for the guys before him, Meaning, Mr. A, Mr. B, zenotel chamishim zuz, zenotel chamishim zuz. Both Mr. A, Mr. B, who are partners half half in the cow, will retain the residual. The residual was a hundred, so therefore they each get fifty. If chazer v'nagach shor acher shavam asaim, if the same cow before it gets sold goes and kills cow of Mr. D. So now, how is like the cap table? How is the allocation, the ownership, the partnership of the cow at this moment? So, prior to the cow killing cow D, 100 out of 200, meaning half, belonged to Mr. C. And then 50 out of 200, meaning a quarter, belonged to A and B. After D's cow gets gored and killed, it was worth 200, now it's worth zero, which means he's entitled to Chatanezek or 100. Okay, so now he becomes, since the cow's worth 200, he becomes a half owner. He becomes getting 100 out of the 200 of the cow. And therefore, the other three guys, A, B, and C, are liable to him for that 100. How does it come out of their pockets? Well, Mr. C had owned half of the cow, so he pays for the half of the 100, meaning 50. And Mr. A and B each owned a quarter of the cow, so therefore they'll pay a quarter of the damages, 25 each. And therefore, it'll be left out that... Mr. D will get a hundred. Vishalafanov, Mr. C, the guy before him, will have to give up half of his half, so he's left with 50. Ushnaim Rishonim and Mr. A and Mr. B, Dinar Zahav, each one gets 25. 
Okay? Dinar Zahav means a golden dinar, but the exchange rate was one golden dinar is worth 25 silver dinars. So that means it's 25 silver plus 25 silver is 50, plus fi- that's A and B, um, is 50, and then 50 goes to Mr. C, that adds up to 100, and then 100 goes to Mr. D, that's 200, that's the total allocation of the value of the cow. And the halacha is going to be actually like uh, Rabbi Akiva, meaning like Rabbi Shimon. So that means, indeed, once a person is a nizuk, he gets automatic ownership in the cow and also automatic responsibility should that cow cause further damage.